The new year has started here at Alabama Unfiltered, and we got together and tried to figure out what the best show of the last year was, and which one did we decide on? It was Pastors and COVID. Um, the world fell apart, and we all were like kind of left to pick up the pieces. And so how did pastors get involved? Why in the world were they parroting things from Rick Warren and some very high people in high places? Right. How did that affect us? Um, and are we still living with the repercussions of it? Absolutely. How did the churches kind of get in line with big government and global leaders and all that conspiracy th- sounding stuff? So watch the uh, the best of the best of Alabama Unfiltered today. We think you'll enjoy it. We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into Alabama Unfiltered. I am one of your hosts, Scott Beeson. Allison Sinclair is with me. Amy Beth Shaver is also with me. We've got a big show for you today. You don't want to miss it. But don't forget you can see this podcast at all the regular places. Please make sure you give us a five-star review. But this week up on the show, we got things that you might have missed in Alabama. And then we have a little bit of... Um, or is how many how many traders can be in one Olympics? And also, we want to know: Did the are the Christians responsible for all the COVID shutdowns and all the things that we have had to deal with for the last two years? Those are the big questions. So, Allison, are you starting on what we missed? What did I, we miss? Yeah. Well, I'm calling this segment um, in case you missed it, because a lot happens in Alabama and around the world and the country, um, just even in a week. So yeah, but that's because none of us read the old newspapers anymore. So because there's not real news, you know, it's just the news they want us to know. Well, so we miss a lot. I think I think it's just we have so much coming at us so quickly. So my first story is very important. It's a follow up story to something we touched on um, maybe two weeks ago. Y'all remember me talking about Will Ainsworth yes. and he was posting dying lions and talking yeah, about the lieutenant e- governor of the state yes mm-hmm. thank you old um, lions used to be really tough and then you, then you eventually get old and you look and, like scar off the disney thing and, and he was the hyenas come and eat you that's exactly it okay. and everybody was kind of like wide-eyed like what is who are we talking about and remember then i got a poll um a text poll about yes. mm-hmm. You know, if would you vote for Ainsworth or Ivy? And so everybody was like gearing up for Ivy to run for, I mean, for Ainsworth to run for governor. Right. Never happened. Mm -hmm. Apparently, I titled this one, Will Ainsworth Hearts Hey Ivy? Because they're back together Um, on his Facebook page. He attended her uh, kickoff, campaign kickoff at Lloyd's. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. At At Lloyd's, What's the meet and three at, at Lloyd's yeah. on 280. Um, the meet and three that used to be the only I thing anyone it, knew on it 280. Did, it before did the, before I there was a 280. I remember going out to the Chelsea. I Lloyd's. used to think you did had you to go drive out there? like Was there a one at Chelsea? I'm sorry. Are you sure? A it's moment not in just... Alabama history. No, okay, please. There no. were two. There, there was one Lloyd's, and you drove almost out to Chelsea to go to Lloyd's to get your meet and three perception. No, are I think you? it's in the same place. It just seemed like you it's had driven not, to Chelsea. I lived on 119. I grew up on 119. Okay, right, so you had I'll to drive out there. Credit. It was super fancy when they moved in there on 280. <laughs> really? Right now. Yeah, because we went there no after idea. church for cheeseburgers on their like melamine plates with their good French fries. And then they, you know, tiptoed into the whole like barbecue, which was good and veggies. Yeah, it was a really? thing. It was a whole thing. So like, that's I was where you little, went after church. And, and I thought, okay, because we were coming from Gardendale. And I thought, that man, was we like are driving to the Gulf Coast <laughs> to go to this restaurant. <laughs> and, and so it really was further out there. It, was. it wasn't that I got you bigger imagined, and it was, no, okay. All right. Was so real. I feel better because my perception yeah. was, we're never oh, going to get to this place. Old 280. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember, but I know where old 280 is. And there if, is an old 280? No. It's not all the same? No. It's not. Mm, I try to avoid that part of the world. Why? What did it ever do Because there's 50 million people and like three square miles and y'all all have to drive at the same time. That's my problem you with 280. You know what? It's because we have such good things by us. Oh, well, I guess so. Because you just... Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So <laughs> you're telling me that Governor Ivy had a kickoff at, at Lloyd's. Lloyd's. That's where I would want to have it. I mean, I mean, if it's got good food, that's a good good call. Does it? Apparently but maybe has- that's the only place Kay remembers. She's like, uh, 280, Birmingham, this is that place at Lloyd's. 
I thought it was a little way, way random, back. but I mean, I went with it. Somebody said they, I've actually never been there. Maybe we should mm-hmm. take a field trip. Field trip. Field trip. Tasting You've field trip. You've never been to Lloyd's? Never. And I live Don't right by there. there. Allison, yeah. we're going right. to Lloyd's, everyone. Well, apparently you it's have to be go our first field trip. Just for the market. mac and cheese. It's really good. Is I mean, it in it a was. bucket? It was in the old days. I don't know. I don't okay. even know exactly where it was. I thought it was way down by Chelsea. And then we'll have to have pie. pie. I mean, it is good, but it is kind of weird that she, that she so decided she, to do that thing. Well, okay. So she kicks off her campaign mm-hmm. and Will is one of the speakers and mm-hmm. he posts on his Facebook page. Under Governor Ivey, Alabama enjoys record low unemployment, record high education spending. But we're ranked number 50. I mean, wait, wait, maybe wait. 52. He, he really didn't brag on record high spending, did he? Uh, yeah. yeah, record high oh. classroom spending, which is true. Yeah. But we're going we do. backwards. We spend more than we ever have. Um, and then the nation's strongest economy, the toughest pro-life law, and a state government guided by Christian conservative values. I was proud to speak at her campaign kickoff and offer my support. And so this is just two weeks after he was talking about dismembering and eating the dying lion. And so I don't know what's going on. I mean, I guess this is politics in Alabama. I'm guessing he does want to run sometime. Um, oh, absolutely. We'll see what happens. He wants to run for governor. Yeah. Because think about it. it KIV runs, gets a second term. That's what the people of Alabama decide. Um, she will then be term limited out. That's her two terms as governor, two full terms. And then it's wide open yeah. for who is governor. But if someone upsets KIV, mm, then you've got a governor running for reelection. Ainsworth has served his two terms in the as a lieutenant mm-hmm. governor, and where does he go? Yeah, he has. So I mean, point. there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of strategy involved. I'm not I'm not opposed to him. I, I understand it completely, but that's got to be what what is happening. I just I kind of wish Will Ainsworth. I think he has a lot of potential. He does. He, he he believes right ninety five percent of the time, and uh, you know he might be the guy next time. Here's the situation. I think that that poll must have not come back as delightful as he wished it would have because I think a lot of parents are still and we'll get into this later today upset that at the beginning of the COVID fight he kind of sat back and he could have done something and he didn't Mm -hmm. and mama bears remember when you don't help our kids and so I like Will I think that he is a strong-minded person I think he has a lot to offer but I also think he needs to decide if he is going to be who he's going to be for. Mm. Um, but but I, I really do. I, I like him. I know his parents and mm-hmm. um, did some work with his mom years ago. Have a lot of respect for them. However, that is probably one of the reasons why that poll didn't come back the way that he thought it would. It's because we still remember. Well, we did, all remember. Didn't he, wasn't, he, wasn't he against the gas tax, Kayavi's big gas mm-hmm. tax that she didn't tell anybody about when right. she was running, before he decided to be for it? Right. He was against it before right. he was for it? Right. It's, it's those kinds of things. And right. I understand the, the power structure and what happens and people come alongside and say, hey, you're the next one. Yes. You know, you just 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 sit back, do right, support the plan, and, and, Play then, the game. and then we'll be all for you. The problem is they may or may not be. Right. right. That's, that, right. that's the way it works. They just need you today. You're taking right. the risk. And, and hopefully Will is, is reading the tea leaves right. But uh, sometimes people go along with the establishment and they get burned so much along the way that they are now the old lion that gets well, eaten it, by the next greatest thing. Because the establishment wants a person they can fully depend on. Right. And Will doesn't believe all the things they believe. So I'm just trying to give him good advice that says, be careful with whoever you're playing with. Because if they find a complete yes man, they'll decide Right. You get fed to the hyenas. That's right. I think he's torn right now, and mm-hmm. and it could go either way. And people do forget that as lieutenant governor, he has maybe more power than, I, I don't know, more than the governor. Yeah. But he controls what goes on the floor. You and can what, do, You can do a lot. They don't have near the power they used to. Well. Because once the Republicans took over, their senators are like, I'm a senator. Are you? No, they, they don't have near the power they did back when Siegelman was. Lieutenant Governor. It's just, it's just not the same. Well, it's just an interesting storyline to watch. Mm-hmm. No, it is. And, and I, I had missed it. Yeah, in case you missed it. Yes. Oh, so I'm rooting you. for Will. Yeah. I really want him to yes. come through. I think, mm-hmm. I think if he's going to establish himself as a strong 
leader, now is the time. Mm-hmm. So there's a we'll lot of people. I look, I know people have contacted me, uh, people close to me who who believe he is the guy who will actually do what all these governors have had the opportunity to do and haven't and and haven't. I mean, yeah. going back to Bob Riley, whoever they ha- they just have not. They've had everything right there for him, and and they haven't. I mean, think about Kay Ivey. Kay Ivey has been a Republican governor with super majorities in the House and Senate. Mm. And that list that Will puts the best, I mean, that's that's what we've got. Yeah. We spend more. We have gas taxes. We shut churches every, down. Every state claims that they have the best well, economy. Every red state does. So it's all deal. those things. You either want to be liked or you want to be a leader. Ding, mm. ding, They're ding, not ding, the ding. same thing. Ding, ding. Interesting. Ding. Yeah. So um, that's something that's shaping up to be interesting. And likewise is this U.S. Senate race mm-hmm. in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I came across this Twitter. I, let me just say, I do not know the person that wrote this, but I think it's very much on point. His name is Chris Peaks. Anybody heard that name? Mm-hmm. No. no. He has a blog called Alabama Political Contributor. Okay, and basically he's talking about why can't Katie Britt and Mo Brooks gain traction? And it is very interesting because if you look at it, it is it is almost a dead heat three way tie. Um, mm, I think there might be some stretching there, but we'll, we'll, we'll use no. It. We'll I mean, use it. Okay. It, they okay. they move around in the polls depending yeah. on where you look, you know. And you and like Katie Britt mm-hmm. is absolutely backed by Washington, backed by absolutely lobbyists. She has the most money. She's she, the establishment she, candidate. She's the Republican Party candidate. The Mitch the Mitch McConnell esque candidate. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, <sighs> Now, she might say she's not, but she is, period. She is. Well, and she has, she has D.C. experience and the backing of D.C., and she is known, he says, the entrenched Washington insiders. And then there's Mo Brooks, who has President Trump's endorsement, which mm-hmm. I don't know where that stands today. I think it's kind of waning in its um, power. But he does have that endorsement. But, like, neither one of them can really pull ahead and then you have mm-hmm. Mike Durant mm-hmm. who's this outsider that's kind of just sitting and and it does feel like he talks about he's like every day it seems like Mike Durant just kind of edges mm-hmm. up you know mm-hmm. and so it's just we have three very very different candidates right coming from very very different angles um you know at the Did end- he have did he have the negative angle on Mike Durant or was it a was it an article that was very positive Mike Durant was it an uh, article that's designed to Hey, don't forget the third guy. Yeah, he's it, really hmm. he's an outsider. No, that's, it, that's usually what you say yeah. when you're trying to support. So it definitely was like he. I I'm guessing he's a Mike Durant fan, but it right. got me thinking that it is interesting in this with Mo that has a congressional district that knows him and loves him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's hard to get your name out around the state, but right, he's pretty well known. I mean, from he's fairly well known, but but people really don't know. Politician like Will Ainsworth. I think if you ran a poll, part of his poll probably was that people aren't, I mean, they voted for him last time and don't remember they voted for him. It is very yeah. difficult to have high name idea. A great example was a few years back, uh, Dale Marsh, president of the Senate, president pro tem of the Senate, was in a very contentious Senate race out, uh, out I-20. And I, I forgot, he spent like a million dollars. The person against him spent like a million dollars. They were on ads after ads after ads after ads. Like six months later, there was a special election of some kind or less than a year. And his name ID was like three. Yeah. In the area that they had spent millions of right. dollars. So people just, regular people just don't you pay attention what? to who these people are. And they wait till about the last couple of weeks, wouldn't you think? I think they do wait till the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's kind of like doing a dinner party or you're hosting an event. We've all done this before. You're not going to give your RSVP until at least three days before. You're lucky if you get five, <laughs> right. Right? right? I mean, have yeah. you not? Like I've planned events before and it's you know, about 300 people coming and you're thinking, great, no one's coming. And then the week before they flood in and then three days before and then the day of you get like 20%. Right. So they're like, oh, I forgot, which is always me. So I completely understand that. So you feed them anyway. I, I, I feed them anyway because okay. I'm like, look, it's it's me. Please feed me, but right. times 20. Um, but I think the other thing about name ID is a very good point is we remember in the year, but even more what we remember is we remember the Ron DeSantis's of the world, 
We remember the governor of Texas. We remember the people who stand out and are willing to take punches for us, right. but also punch right back. Right. And so because we have a few sterling examples, but none in the state of Alabama, as independent-minded as we are, but also as Republican as we are, we don't have our Ron DeSantis. And so if any one of them ends up being that Ron DeSantis, no matter how mm-hmm. long Moe's been there, I mean, my husband grew up in his district, um, you know, I have friends that are really good friends with Katie Britt. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know Mike Duran at all. Right. I'm sure all good people. But we need somebody to stand up and be our Ron DeSantis right. in each of these races. And that's how they're going to distinguish themselves. Right. And that's how they're well, going to make a difference. Well, I think that's why Mo was so liked in his district. Yes. Even though Washington, D.C. hates him. Right. McConnell hates him. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons they ran him, you know, scorched earth him. Right. When he ran for United States Senate last time, mm-hmm. he was the guy to have to get rid of and the establishment did get rid of him so he's but that you know doesn't necessarily help him around the state i do think when it comes to name id someone was asking me about this this last week i think the way someone actually gains real name id they have to have done something that somebody tells someone else about it's mm-hmm. not enough for me sense. to hear news that says kiv kiv yeah. that's fine i've got it in the back of my mind somewhere but until i say hey hey did you hear what Ron DeSantis said? And I tell you that story, it requires me to remember it and then tell you about him or her or whoever. And, and like you're saying, we don't have anybody doing anything that really makes us energized about that person. That's and right. I think that's how you make name ID stick, and sometimes think, for the negative. I think this election cycle is going to be very interesting because – we as America are very different than we were in 2020. And so what maybe normally people would just pay attention to the quick headline, you know, Mike Durant this, Mo Brooks Uh that. I'm hoping that people are really digging in and looking past um, the headlines. And I think that that grassroots word of mouth advertising is going to translate way more than millions of dollars spent. I agree. I agree. I, it's shaping up to be super interesting and one well, to watch. It's weird. It's weird how it's all happening and in, in that Katie Britt is the establishment candidate. Does she get any more than that, that 30, 35, 20? You know, there's, there's an mm-hmm. establishment number, mm-hmm. and that's what they usually get. They get, you know, they get enough to make it into the runoff, maybe be leading into a runoff. Then you got Mo Brooks, who has the, the conservative side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Durant, who's kind of picking up all the people who are like, well, I don't like any, you know, I'm going to be for somebody new, but they really don't even know necessarily. That's what this (laughs) is. I could be that person. Right. Is your name Chris? Well, one of my pen names. (laughs) Y'all don't look alike (laughs) at all. But, you know, it's, 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 I think it's great to have such a variety of candidates. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, we will rally behind our conservative candidate and whoever right. gets up in Washington, we will have to work with. We can't turn on each other at. No, um, no, at I don't think we end. will this time. No, we can't. I don't not. think. But isn't, think isn't, isn't, isn't it the establishment that really turns on the conservatives? The conservatives, like the conservatives yeah. vote for John McCain. The conservatives vote for Mitt Romney. The conservatives still, you know, vote for Donald Trump. But when the conservatives pick a Donald Trump, because they say, hey, okay, well, we'll give him a shot. It's the establishment that says no. When the conservatives say, hey, you know, look, hey, you only gave us two choices, Luther Strange or Roy Moore. I think we'll, the, mm. It was the establishment that said, oh, no, we'll elect a Democrat. It was mm. Katie Britt's boss. Yeah. And wasn't she in the office when they were managing the whole blow up? What? Blow up the Republicans and get. You're talking about when we elected Dun- Doug Jones, yes. correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they were saying we can't, you know, can't. Shelby did kind of. Mm-hmm. No, he's responsible. Spearheaded. And yes. she was in the office, mm-hmm. uh, his office. When I, they I, she did probably that. fought mm-hmm. him tooth and nail, though, don't you think? I mean, I, you know. We'll have to ask her. Maybe uh, yeah. she'll. Okay, we maybe she'll come her. on. We'll come ask how show. it went. We'll ask her. How those fights went. Because yeah. I, I think. You can't control him. You no, know, So you it's can't. hard to blame her for that. I agree. Um, um, but but it was because they spearheaded that write-in campaign. And mm-hmm. that's how we got Doug Jones, yeah. which eventually led to us not repealing Obamacare because mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Mike Kelly in Arizona. It's right. a whole and how thing. Many, uh, whole how thing. many other yeah. things did we, we never had to do? Regardless of what people thought 
theoretically, hypothetically about Judge Roy Moore. Mm. He was going to vote right over and over and over. It's a tough one. And we could have got someone new. I almost got into fisticuffs about that. But but that's the thing. I I mean, that was the two choices. Doug Jones or Roy Moore. Which one of them is ideologically (laughs) on our side, whether... Whether we have all these other issues or not. Maybe we just need to put forth better candidates. Well, you know, that's possible. Too. We're working on it. Mo Brooks ran. Again. But that, he got beat before the runoff. I mean, before the runoff. Yeah. It's a new world, though. Okay. I'm, I'm hopeful. All right. And we'll see. So my last, in case you missed it, and this is a big one because we talked about, if you go back and listen to last week's podcast, we talked about parallel societies and how this is going to hash out. And is it a necessity mm. at this point? Have y'all heard that Mike Lindell's bank canceled him? He had nine accounts. I this did hear bank. that. And it wasn't for any other reason, quote, he's a reputation risk. Think oh about that. Word. I mean, I'm probably a reputation risk in lots of places. I would. Yeah, you yeah. are for sure. Oh. Why would you want to be mean to me like that? She's too. She's actually, so nice. People are like, say, please bring sweet. your money here. Can we put Probably you? Probably not. We, no, y'all are both be like, they, so, they want to put you so on commercials. So a social credit score, great. Yeah, that's basically awesome. what's coming. And as of February 18th, he can no longer bank at this Minnesota bank. I think I said that right, didn't, Minnesota. Didn't the yes, bank Minnesota say Minnesota Bank and Trust. Didn't the bank say something like, Way well, to go, know, Minnesota. The FBI might be poking around or come calling around or something. Didn't they say no, something about said, the federal government? Okay, so he said, this is, this is the scene, Tom Hartle. Okay. A senior vice president at Minnesota bank and trust. This is what he's heard saying in a voice recording. Okay. But what if somebody came in and said, you know what? We're going to subpoena all of his account records and this and that. And we make the news. Oh, my stars. That is just a weak leader. He needs to go. Very weak. And that's embarrassing. That that to me is un-American. Like, he's not funneling AK-47s into the country. He's not funneling drugs. You know, it's not a... He's not running a criminal enterprise. pillows. And and blankets and socks. And he loves Jesus. Comfort items. And he has a picture of a lion behind his head in his commercials. Hey, I hear his towels are amazing. You know what? We should probably... Get some. <laughs> I just think that's so sad. Like to it me, is. that is that is where we are. And which, you know, and I want to look at the left and be like, do you realize, okay, if Minnesota Bank and Trust Tom had been a staunch conservative, well, you realize maybe we can start canceling the other side that's because right. they went to a protest that we didn't agree with. Like this mm-hmm. is a very slippery slope. It is. It goes both ways. And I think when you're in the middle of it and you're having fun, ha, we're going to go cancel them and cancel this and eliminate this. They never stop to think it goes both Mm -hmm. ways without fail. That is the way life works. Would you keep your your bank account there if you had one? I'm out. You're out? I'm out. You're fired. No, I'm done. That's how we vote. That is our vote for who we agree with, our money, our time, our energy. Mm -hmm. You got to go. I'm glad I don't live in Minnesota. If these businesses want to pick sides, isn't it okay for all of us cons- consumers yes. to pick sides? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you we gotta, better. You got to think that bank, wouldn't it have been better for them to say, look, we're just a bank and we want everybody's money. That's And just right. do that ad. Yeah, I, I would think so. But they obviously are just bowing to investors sure. who are like, ooh, he sells Jesus pillows. Ooh, we can't, you know, like snowflakes. He he thinks Joe Biden stole the election. Uh, But you know what else I love about that? Here's the beauty. I'm not sure Joe stole the election. Somebody stole it for Mm. Joe. He doesn't know what's happening. And don't you love that when they cancel, they tell on themselves? I mean, that's the irony of it all. Is they're not wise enough to realize they are telling all of us we're terrified of this man and of his power and of what he represents. Mm. So much so that we're going to cancel him. Oh my goodness. You know, like what, what is that? Go ahead and just like megaphone. That guy's powerful. Right. Yeah. And, and we're wimps. And, and totally wimps. That is just bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go home and tell your wife Lame. and kids and, oh, we, we got rid of Mike Lindell. And I'm the, a strong and the kid, man now. And the kid's like, 
Isn't that the guy that sells the pillows? That like, you're sleeping on, Dad? Who wants yeah, like, everybody seriously. to go to heaven? <laughs> I mean, he probably has. I got you one for Christmas. Burning, <laughs> he's burning all of his pillows from Mike Lindell right. right now. God. Or sprinkle the them in the backyard because there's so much snow in Minnesota. Minnesota. That is... Is that not sad? Is, I've always thought Minnesota and Wisconsin. Are they the same place? They're the, like same the same place because they talk like that? That's because their nose is always clogged up because it's cold. They are, and they never get out of their car. <laughs> And their and mask is on. Their mask is on all the time. Put all my pillows. <laughs> imagine if you married somebody from the like that area. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. You're gonna have to go to language class. I can't listen to that accent. But they all say the time. that I'm about sorry. us. They do because I think we're stupid. They're like, y'all <laughs> down no there. No, I think we sound so dumb. It's fine. We do. I but don't it, want them to know any different. They'll move down fine. here. Let them stay. <laughs> Whatever. I don't don't want to have that much snow on the ground. Tell Tom Cardell to stay in Minnesota. Bye, Tom. That's his name. You're fired, Tom. You are in rare form today. (laughs) It's because you gave us sugar before. (laughs) No more candy for y'all. Every time, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next thing. How many traders can be in one Olympics? And the reason I ask that is starting from the overarching question. The Olympics are almost over, so I wanted to get to this question. There are so many people, people call in my radio show, people I've talked to who said, I'm not watching the Olympics because it's being hosted by the communists and they have slaves. They have slave labor. And I'm like, wait a minute, but you buy stuff from the communists mm. with slave labor all mm. the time. So that hurts why, a little bit so, right yeah, there. Yeah, I know. That was kind of mean. Exactly. Oh. But so, so what are we supposed to do? I love the Olympics. I, I, I feel for the athletes. I think when, I, when America has boycotted Olympics before, who did it help? It sure didn't help the athletes who spent their whole entire life waiting for this this one set of two or three weeks and a bunch of politicians get to go, well, I was part of a boycott. What did you do? You didn't do anything. So if we had boycotted the Olympics, what would that have changed in the trajectory of the world? Should we be watching it? Should we not be watching it? Allison, where are you? <laughs> Can you see the wheels spinning? You're spinning because you haven't watched it and you're not even I, thinking I, about it. When I say I haven't watched one moment i have not watched one moment nothing none and it wasn't even purposeful no no like the world is on fire yes i don't have time to watch figure skating so Mm. it's more just like i haven't watched it but when when i heard we were going to talk about this i mean my thing is what is the olympics the olympics is community it's supposed to be the best of the best where you come together and you celebrate your fastest and your strongest and your brightest and and your country and it's not that anymore and to me it is antithetical to what the olympics are to be hosting it in a communist country i mean communism Mm -hmm. and the olympics do not go together for me so the olympic committee who makes that decision of course they were in trouble a few years ago for accepting bribes or something about where the you know where they choose for the olympics to go so I, I do not disagree with that, that it shouldn't have been in a country that has slave labor or a communist country right. anyway. But is, are, are we being traitors for watching the Olympics? Am I, am I being a traitor for watching the Olympics? Or should I be making this statement, voting with my feet or whatever, and not watching it? That's uh, a really good question. I think that's a personal conviction that you have to... <laughs> he doesn't it's like kind of like... like like we, what, That's what did you, you watch the Super Bowl? I did, and I felt cruddy for that because I, I was supporting social justice and all the we ridiculous stuff the NFL. Party. Did. Oh, and I got really, really judged. She really, did not really. invite us to her Super Bowl party. Yeah, no, no, by just, the way, I'm glad you thought of that because I I don't remember that invitation no, I don't either. either. All right, next time. Okay. No, we're not watching it again. We're you're done. Okay. No all more right. social Finish. justice. Rah rah. Well, no, parties. I did. I mean, did so, y'all dance while the halftime was going on? Did you cheer more it for Eminem so than you did all good. the other singers? Because you know that's it a controversy was, too, right? Did you know that? No, I just love Dr. Dre. I thought he was, and I I'm think a Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg fan. Too. I do. I can't lie. He's like the goat. And Kendrick Lamar was awful. Awful. He was terrible. How do y'all know who these people are? I only knew Eminem, and I didn't know you. I thought it was you spelled it I like you do the candy. That Eminem bleeped out. I think some of the words, but the rap was awesome. And I think Dr. Dre literally Eminem is amazing. now looks like an old regular guy. He does. But by the way, why did he do the like whole really kneeling good. thing? Was but he kneeling for the guy that, who, I don't who died? No. I don't Tupac. know. It was, it, it was I, I hope Tim it was Tebow. for Tupac. 
He d- he did that he for was, Tim Tebow. Yeah, that's what I'm claiming. Okay, you're going with that's that. That's a joke. So it was yeah. Well, it could be because he's not saying it's either yeah. he 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 took a knee to be all colon capernicky. You know why I say colon, right? Because he's full of it. <laughs> the um, you can, you got that? I was that? like, you really just mispronounced. Uh, no, I, I purposefully that. did it. Okay, <laughs> Karen. Sorry, he mispronounced the name. <laughs> Give me that sweet tart, or, or it was for the the for the Tupac that passed away. So it might be. No, a no, no. Tim I think Tebow. I think it was Colin Kaepernick. Do you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, because apparently some of the people out there were saying no. It was as a because he was singing the Tupac thing, and it was. Let me just was, say this, and then we got to get back to the Olympics. But so Tupac's song "All Eyes on Me" came out in February on February thirteenth of nineteen ninety six. Okay. Okay. Go go senior in high school. And I remember that. Okay, Super Bowl was February 13th. Mm-hmm, see? Okay, see? I really thought Tupac was coming back. Did you really? And then we didn't even get the hologram. We All just right. got so upside you're, down. So you're, so you're sure that Eminem wasn't doing that for Tupac? I don't know. You're either sure? way. The That's okay. Day? See, it's a Isn't great story. Maybe he did. So, um, so you I don't gave know how the, it you gave the how you feel is how you personally feel about I don't it answer. Know. So I I'm really, going to really move moving on. No, don't move on. I, I really... My thing is where it gets really deep is like, have you read about, and I, I printed this out. Have you read about um, Eileen Gu? Yes. Okay. That's my next set of questions on who's oh. the traitor. The okay. genocide Barbie? Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. That's the name they gave Amy her. Beth, oh, that's there. terrible. What do you think about uh, just watching it? Traitor or not traitor? I think that I have an athlete in my family, so I mm-hmm. feel for the athletes. Mm-hmm. Have I watched the Olympics? Mm-hmm. Only by accident when it was on mono bobbing, bobsledding, one person. It was an accident. Um, I am very conflicted about it being in China. It's been in China several times over the last couple of years. So we can recognize the hold that they have over um, the Olympic Committee in a lot of countries. Yeah, they're bribing people with our money. They're bribing people. So (laughs) here, if I were the Olympic Planning Committee, and we were, we would go hold it on the Canadian border <laughs> and we'd really get people fired up about the Olympics and everybody would watch. Why is that so ridiculous? We, make, like, ski we can't do anything on the, the border. Truckers. We would make the, ski the slopes, semi- but that's where the community is right now is yeah. we're on the border and we're saying we are for freedom. So why don't we next time choose Canada and like go there and do it. But that it is in China that it somehow supports the Uyghurs, and, mm. which is awful, yeah. is terrible. However, I also feel for the athletes because they can't help where the Olympics were picked to be held. That's not right. in their purview. They're going to do their best. So then I'm like, go USA. Right. Win USA. at all cost. I'm, I'm with you. That, that's what, where I am on that is if we're going to take a stand against China or whatever— then let's let's absolutely do it. Let's right. let's stop buying their goods. Let's stop letting them have all our companies. Let's you know let's bring back the social justice companies who want to go do business in in China and then turn around and sell their stuff back to us here at Monster Profits. Right. Let's let's actually do something. <laughs> right. Let's have those tariffs. But for some of our elected officials and people to say, oh no, you need to go sacrifice your Olympic dream. And it's not going to cost me anything. I always get bothered by people who are willing for someone else to go make the sacrifice. Well, to challenge you. Okay. Sometimes these things need to be started by the people. And we've seen that happen in Canada where Mm -hmm. the people take a stand and the government reacts. So if you continue to watch the Olympics. Then I might be supporting then you're enabling you're enabling America to just keep doing business with China. Maybe. See? Now I feel traitorous. Yes. Okay, so here's the next one. All right. Um an athlete who's an American citizen. There's two different versions. There's the there's the uh, Chinese hockey players. Have you heard this one? So American citizens, um not really, not the, maybe the best, super best hockey players, so they can't play in the NHL, but they're really, really good. China invites them over to play in the Chinese hockey leagues. So mm. they go over there, they're getting paid, they can. And then China comes along and says, hey, y'all want to be on our, y'all want to be our hockey team? Because we're not really good at hockey. 
You, you, you get to play in the Olympics. You want to play in the Olympics for us? Do you tell that person, oh, well, no, you're a traitor because you're going to play against America? As if America's going to beat you like eight to nothing, which I think is what actually happened. So are they traitors? And then we'll get to the third version, which is genocide the wor- Barbie, yeah, which is the worst version. So hockey players, oh, wow. if you get a chance, your son, you know, maybe he's not playing in the NBA, he goes and plays overseas. And then China says, hey, you want to play for us? You can't, you can't play on the American team because you might not make it, but do you want to play in the Olympics? You're a traitor. Okay. Traitor. Yeah, I would say no. Traitor. It's a hard pass. Is it because it's the Chinese? Would you let them play for Bolivia? Yes. You would? Yes. Okay. But it's a hard pass for me if it's China. Oh, okay. But for another country, Canada. I mean, nobody's afraid of Canada, are they? No, nobody's afraid of Canada. No. But I think you're right. I mean, I think it happens all the time Mm -hmm. where we're going to play in different leagues across the world. Right. And you have an opportunity to play for another country. Right. But it's China. Okay, so it depends on kind of on the country because there there are some, there was a girl that ended up doing snowboard or something for for some country that she's like their only athlete. Right. Yes. And she's terrible. Well, I mean, she's ter- she's not terrible. I mean, she's better than I would be, but she didn't play. She was like in last or whatever, but she got to be in the Olympics, and I'm not mad at her. Right. But I, I am slightly upset for the folks who are in the Chinese. Second mm-hmm. or third trader question. Okay. Um. <laughs> the young man who wins the figure skating gold, mm. who, by the way, I probably shouldn't say it this way, but his figure skating routine was very manly. Okay. We'll just put it that way. And he's like the, the, the best. Asian descent, apparently Chinese descent. And the Chinese people on their social media are ripping him. Why? Because he's a traitor to China. Because his family's from China, but he's an American, and he won the gold medal. So there's this whole, hey, you're Chinese, you are competing for America, which is a white country. I didn't even know that those kind of debates happened internationally, but apparently they do. Time out. Time out. Rewind. Rewind. His family's in China, but no, his family's from China. Okay, so they so are they they're citizens in America now. uh, They may not be citizens, but he's a citizen. They are Americans. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So they see him as a traitor, but America's a melting pot. Every, we yeah. have people from everywhere. So how did he get to be a Chinese traitor when his yeah. family's not from there? I mean, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, so they've invited Americans to play on their hockey team. But yes, but real you Americans. You can't be from there and skate for us. Because it's a c- communist country. <laughs> I mean, what? What? That's the whole point, right? I mean, Maybe they're just mad that they got away. USA, I'm like, yes. It's not fair. You're an American. Maybe. I don't know. I, right. Okay, here. I mean, I have an adopted Chinese daughter. Okay. What happens if she wants to go? I mean, like. And she wins the gold medal? She's a traitor, apparently. <sighs> so now rough. we've got, how many sets of traitor? Now, this is the one that I think is going to get you. And what is our young lady's name again? Gu, last her, name? Her, her name is Eileen Gu, a.k.a. Genocide Barbie is what they've given her the name really? of. Yes. Do we call her that or does she call her that? Well, I or don't do know. She, she, she's an American citizen from California, San I think. San Francisco, I think. Yes. And she's a um, snowboarder, skier. Snowboarder. snowboarder, I think. One of her parents is of Chinese descent. Yes. I think her mom is. Okay. And so she goes to be on the, and I'm like, she's one of the best in the world. She won a gold medal, I think. She relinquished her American passport. And okay. her citizenship to compete. No, I thought the last time they asked her was she didn't really answer the question on the passports. Oh, well, I thought like once you did or that. On the, on the citizenship. We need, some, we need to do some research on that. No, I don't think there is an answer to that because there's not a dual citizenship between China and the United States. There's not one of those kind of things. Well, so people have asked her. her name. Really? She's now Gu Ling. Okay, so okay. so she's she now has a Chinese name because in China they put their last name first. Okay, okay. So she's changed her name, but the ironic thing I, I don't want to cut you off, but I do have a funny story because I actually tell read me. that down. Okay, right. so so she's in China and she's like genocide Barbie, and she's she's basically renounced her American heritage. And she says she's bringing the world together too. By yeah. the way, it's, it's a small world playing in the background. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to be an American, but be for China. Okay, right. she doesn't. Sure. She can't. Well, I can't spell Uyghur, so I can't say that. She she knows. She probably knows nothing. But go ahead. So so she's in China, and um and and she is on Instagram, 
in China posting about the Olympics or whatever. Okay, well, if you go to China, like when we went to China, you have to get a virtual private network because to be on a lot of social media, like when you're in China, you can't post on Facebook. You can't post on Instagram unless you have this VPN service, which basically makes you invisible on the internet. Okay, so she's in China. She's apparently this Chinese citizen, but she's posting on Instagram. So somebody in China was like, how are you posting on Instagram? And she says, oh, well, you can just go to the app store and download free VPNs. Okay, well, then she gets censored by the Chinese government because the Chinese government does not have VPNs on the app store because VPNs are illegal in China. And I'm like... Welcome to your own worst nightmare doing. I mean, seriously. Like, but she has you, no idea. That's my on, point. She, yes. she does not know. She doesn't. She doesn't know what she just gave up. Welcome to China. <laughs> Communism right there. How long do you think no that's going to stick? No more Instagram for her. They'll probably let her be in her own little world for a while, don't you think? It, it, she'll have an alternate reality from all the other folks in China and... She won't even know. and I don't know. Somebody needs to give her a briefing on how to be a communist Chinese citizen because that's not... What I, you I really won't have? I don't think the Chinese government's going to put up with that. I really they may don't. not. After they... Well, maybe they need her for the next Olympics because she is good. Know. It depends how far it goes. One of the questions on the um, citizenship and all that kind of stuff, they asked one of the, the hockey players, right? which I'm really not super mad at them, and they asked them about the citizenship thing, and they're like, uh, I don't think we're supposed to talk about that. <laughs> well, let's do some research. I'm going to get back to y'all and yeah. see in what... In case you so. missed it? In case you, mi- in case you missed it next week. In case mm-hmm. we, we need answers to this, because, you know, wouldn't that be ironic if just for a few slides down a slope, she gave up this great life. And that's what kills me about this generation. I don't think they understand how good they have it. No. Like they want to hate on capitalism and hate right. on America and hate on, you know, a constitutional republic. Right. So you can go live in communist China. Right. I mean, Drink your Starbucks. Yeah. Get on your Instagram on your iPhone. And complain and then, about America. And then bash about being oppressed so and capitalism hard. so bad. Right. Absolutely. And she's a model. Genocide Barbie is a model and she's been on like the cover of Vogue and all these things. And I'm like, oh She's my not God. even going to live a normal life then. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they, that is worshipped as in any culture, if that's what you are. Until she disappears. Listen, should we talk about that? No, we're not. Well, she can't the even Chinese ask for directions. The, 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 she was getting in trouble with the Chinese people because they were upset with her for not knowing Mandarin. And they're like, your mom is Chinese. You should know Mandarin. Uh, I'm like, she's from California, for goodness sakes. She's got a rude awakening coming. It's going to be rough. She really does. So, you know, when she gets old, maybe they'll let her live in her own little Barbie world until she's no longer important. There's a song about that. There's a Barbie world song? Yes. you actually How do you sang know a these song? Because we have girls. Oh. Have and Barbie Merritt may girl. have not been into it. She but might not have. We, yeah. I mean, there's a Barbie song. Can you do that again? No. I can't believe I just <laughs> did that for real. All right. Myself. So are we going to do, we're already at our 40-minute mark. Do you want to, do we want to delve into whether or not Christians are responsible? It's a very good argument to be made mm-hmm. that it's the Christians' fault that we've had COVID uh, Hades for the last couple of years. Or do you want to do that next week, ladies? Can we do it in 15 minutes? I think we can do it. Let's okay. do it. All right, let's start it. So is it the Christian's fault? All right. Tell me tell me what's going on. What do you what Are you really going to make the argument you're going to blame the Christians? Listen, I am going to ask you a question about somebody that we should know about. All right? Okay. Because this is the person that we got our COVID information from. Um does anybody know the name Francis Collins? Do you yes. know who he is? No. Okay. Do you know who he is? I, I do. Okay. I mean, so we remember that Francis Collins was the guy that did the Human Genome Project, and he should okay. be respected and honored for that because that was an amazing breakthrough discovery, right? Um, but if you dig into who Francis Collins is, then you begin to wonder why pastors listen to anything out of his mouth at all. Okay. Fauci was the medical front, and Collins was the evangelical front. He had people like Rick Warren saying, and Russell Moore specifically, um, he is a man that can be trusted. You can trust this guy. 
Uh, Rick Warren and Collins met at Davos in Switzerland at a billionaire's meeting. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Rick Warren, the pastor. Rick Warren, the pastor. From the California pastor. Is that the, um, what kind of life was he, his little book? The Purpose Driven the Life. The Purpose Driven, driven life. life. That's right. That's that Rick Warren. Right. So that Rick okay. Warren. So, so well, he's at Davos yeah, he's with at Davos. all the yeah. Klaus globalist, Schwab, Klaus Schwab. And the so, World so, Economic Forum. Okay. So okay. there's an article that is how the federal government used evangelical leaders to spread COVID propaganda to churches. And Francis Collins is the head of the NIH. He was the head of the NIH. That Francis, he, Francis Collins. Because when you this, said Francis Collins, I'm thinking, no, this is some pastor yes, kind of guy, not the little yes, kind of... Sh- exactly what you would have thought. Yes. yes. Exactly. That's what they wanted us to think. They wanted us to think that. Oh, I'm seeing it now a little yeah. bit. So you're going to have to keep so explaining. So what you have is Ed Stetzer, who was Wheaton College, big school up in... Chicago. Okay. Okay. You don't know Ed Stetzer, but he's got his hands involved in anything regarding evangelicalism. Okay. Um, he was on a podcast, he and Francis Collins, and essentially Stetzer is the executive director of the Billy Graham Center and editor-in-chief editor of Outreach Media Group, and he partnered with Francis Collins, okay, about COVID information. I'm serious. Really? Yeah. So he told pastors, essentially, here is a quote from Ed Stetzer. I just tell them, when you get vaccinated, post a picture and say, see, I was so thankful to be able to get vaccinated. And so Stetzer and Collins and Warren and Russell Moore and others were responsible for getting information out to pastors to get to their congregations, wear a mask. It is, quote, a life-saving device. Okay. Get vaccinated and let's stop the spread. But Francis Collins, former director of the NIH, he was the evangelical head. Fauci's the medical face. These two are together. Do you remember what else Fauci and Collins did together during the whole COVID situation? The scalping, the lab rat. Thank you. The what? Okay, there's, this is so... so. The scalping the lab rats. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll read it to it you. It all goes together, I promise. So here you go. So did anybody along the way feel like during COVID that our pastors had messaging that was awfully similar? Did yes. you notice on yes. some of the billboards... Was that the apart together? We that can be together was the apart, apart which, together. This yes. was your mask is a life-saving device. You need to get vaccinated. You need to stay home. You need to obey orders. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out from what just a minute if you ago. Love felt, other people, if you love other people, direct messaging. If you love other people, you will stay home. You will obey what they say. You will wear your mask. You will get vaccinated. You will do all these things. You'll post pictures. Didn't that messaging seem weird because it was so uniform across yes, the board? Yes, and you would hear commercials for uh, the, the stations I'm on run it's their Christian stations, Christians own. So there's these commercials and you would hear these, these church leaders from all across the country saying the same kind of thing that, that a very, very local small church is running the exact same message. And I was like, well, that's weird, but you know, maybe it just caught on, but no, it didn't just catch on. There were people purposefully feeding this, right? right? That's right. So what feels discombobulated, you think Francis Collins, wait, the NIH guy, the human genome guy, and, and Rick Warren, and what are they doing together? And Russell Moore used to be head of the SBC. Like, what is going on here? Well, you realize that they came up with a messaging strategy, and they together, Fauci and Collins, used the church and used pastors to get out information about COVID to their congregation. And those messages mm-hmm. were built on lies. Mm-hmm. My deeper question is, if we know what Francis Collins was really about, would we have listened to anything he said? We know him as the Human Genome Project guy. That's what he's renowned for. But how about this? He defended experimentation on fetuses obtained by abortion. Mm -hmm. He directed record-level spending toward it. Among the NIH priorities that funded under Collins a University of Pittsburgh experiment that involved 
grafting infant scalps onto rats, as well as projects that relied on the harvested organs of aborted full-term babies. Some doctors have even charged Collins with giving money to research that required extracting kidneys, ureters, and bladders from living infants. And so, pastors, I want to know what in God's name were you listening to him for? Well, okay, before that, even listening to him, how did they become buddies? I'm not Thank buddies you. with anybody who does Thank that, you. at least that I know who's done that. But all these pastors defend him as a as a strong Christian pillar in the community, also like science. You mm-hmm. know, he and Fauci are science. And pro-life, I mean, he, they really, he has this reputation amongst evangelical pastors of being a, a very it's strong It's a certain wing Christian. of evangelical pastors, though, yeah. isn't it? Might I but quote? But their reach is, is huge. Yeah. Tim Keller. Okay. Rick Warren. I'm not surprised. Keep going. Right. Stetzer, Ed Stetzer. He's the kind of mastermind Christian publishing guy. Right. Who is with Billy Graham. He's like the grandfather of all of this, mm-hmm. masterminding with Francis Collins, okay? But you need to put Stetzer's name and Collins' name together and then the umbrella underneath it all. So you've got Tim Keller, Rick Warren, Wright, Ed Stetzer, all publicly lauded him as a godly brother. And so when presenting Collins to Southern Baptist, Russell Moore gushed over him as the smartest man in a book club that he in- attends. He also includes, according to Time Magazine, such luminaries of the Christian intelligentsia like the Atlantic's Peter Wenner and the New York Times' David Brooks. They greatly admire his wisdom, expertise, and Christian humility. Mm. Wow. And we listen to him for our Christian messaging strategy over COVID. Well, because it's easy for us to get sucked in because they go out and tell everybody, if you're a good person, you'll do this. If you're a good Christian, you will do this. It's, it's the definition of love your neighbor. That's, that's what they would say, it's yeah. disgusting. And anything that is not truth is not Christian. That's right. Their truth. Yeah, I guess they're doing their truth. Yeah. So how did we end up there? How did we end up listening to somebody like that? And this is what really has me fired up, is we have pastors who spend a lot of time preparing really good sermons. Yes, but they didn't spend enough time digging into Francis Collins. And they believed people like Rick Warren when they said he's a good guy. And yeah, yet, but that's the key. Just isn't it? in the fall, that's exactly right. Just in the fall, it came out. It was documented that Collins oversaw the lab rat and the baby skin. I mean, like the skin grafts. It, right. It's horrific. Right. Why didn't they know or push back that if he will do this, and he will say anything, why would we listen to anything out of his mouth? Is it because Rick Warren said we'll listen to him and Russell Moore said, oh, he's a good guy? Don't forget Tim Keller. And Tim, mm-hmm. Ke- oh, and Tim Keller. I really want to know, how did we end up here not being able but to that, but push that gr- back? But that group is, is kind of a, f- you know, a fellowship, that group of pastors. The Gospel that Coalition have, yes, and Christianity they are Today. The, the yeah. liberal version, in my mm-hmm. opinion, of of evangelical, but we, but, but what happens is, you know, you have thousands of, you have pastors out there who did sermons and their whole church did Sunday school classes off Rick Warren's books. And, and yes, Rick Warren has said some things through the years that you're like, what? I don't understand how that works, but so it's hard for them not to say, or they just kind of buy in. And so is, is the question, I think the local pastors don't really even know, don't even don't even consider that this kind of thing could happen on. You know what's happen. bad is the local pastors that have bought into this that I know are doubling down now. Because even we though, do know local pastors that did do this. Yes. And now they're doubling down. They're even not though, saying like I didn't I didn't know. No. That, that's the way you No. It's the way you, you just admit it and No. And even move though on. everything has come out that a lot cloth mass. The vaccine right. right. came out and said, yeah. we, we all know this. They right. don't work. They, right. they admitted it. Right. Masks don't work. Vaccines don't work. Pastors, so we think something's like a national level and it's really not affecting us, but it is because we see it. I pass churches every day that still have the same love your neighbor, wear a mask, love your neighbor, get a vaccine. I'm like, 
Right. Is this 1978? Are you not aware of what's happening right, right. now? Do you not listen to the mm-hmm. CDC? So we are seeing the effects of a national issue that's trickled down into local areas. And mm-hmm. we are leaving mm-hmm. churches over pastors doubling down on mm-hmm. the lie. Mm-hmm. And then when you push back, you're shamed for questioning them because mm. they are the powers that be. Right. And so a deeper question is what's going on in the church? where we can't even ask our pastors questions like, where did you get this information? Well, I mean, look, you've got Jesus, you know, seems to be a special person, son right. of God, who says, was it, was it Jesus? Well, maybe not, it wasn't Jesus himself. It was, it was God's word that said, you know, don't forsake the assembling of, of the brothers. Don't stop going to church. So we basically said, well, Francis Collins says we should stop going. So, Which one's really the one we were supposed to obey? Really? Because I know that's touchy for people. It's touchy for all of us because most churches said, eh, we're going to save everybody when we'll quit. Yeah. In this article, it has a quote. Um, Tim Keller was in an interview with Collins, and they're talking about John MacArthur, who was the one and deserves. Yeah, he I took mean, a strong stand, some, absolutely. Yeah. And um, Tim Keller says that uh, John MacArthur's church that continued to meet in person despite lockdowns represented the bad and the ugly of good, bad, and ugly Christian responses to the virus. The bad and the ugly. Yeah. I mean, whoa. Come That's, on now. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, in, <laughs> it, it, you know, and it really, it's, it's, it's scary to me to look and see how, divisive and deceptive and how easily overtaken a lot of these pastors have been. I mean, I have been called on Facebook from a local pastor, right? pretty much calling me out. Seen it with my own eyes. Did you see that mm-hmm. thread? Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm not a Christian. For, for doing what? Because, well, really, I'm an evangelical. Um, basically, evangelicalism is dead and it's turned into nationalism. And if you support oh. Trump, you know, or if you... If you don't wear a mask, I mean, like this really? is a prominent pastor, a local, local birth, prominent pastor, Alabama. Absolutely. Pastor. Yes. Mm-hmm. I could drive you to his house right now. Yep. And, um, and that's how divisive this has gotten over stupid cloth mask that doesn't work and a vaccine that should be a personal decision. Correct. That doesn't even protect you. Right. You can still get it and spread it and everything else. And so to me, it's a real evil evil darkness and it's frightening and it is driving our churches apart and i don't know how this is almost like another reformation i don't know it's interesting to me so you think the church will be better there may be two versions of the church yeah. there'll be the liberal church and then yeah. there'll be the church that goes by god's word and, and is trying to seek god's truth well i think you see a real difference in it requires humility to ask questions and to be curious it requires humility to say for any of us i got that wrong right and so you would think when this new information has been presented that the cdc is saying the cloth masks don't work and oh by the way if you look at the information on n95s they're not any better they weren't made for that's that. right they right. weren't made for this the vaccines do not prevent transmission mm-hmm. so we have this information from the cdc's own mouth After two years. After two years, and yet these are the people that our pastors are still clinging on to for dear life and in some cases are still using that language, and it's provably false. Yes. And they will not say we were wrong. Instead, they would trust in a man who masterminded a project who involved churches all across the country Mm-hmm. That ba- base their foundation on sand. But think about think about though what it took for the government to say, okay, Collins, your job is to go convince the evangelicals to do what we want them to do. They're going to be difficult, so you go do it. Can you get these guys together and do it? I, you know, the, the conversation had to be something like that, right? Because he probably just didn't, you know, say, hey, I'll I'll do this. Somebody thought this is going to be where the one of the pushbacks is, and you go do it. Which leads to 
I think this is a great way to wrap it up because it leads you to believe that there is more of a coordinated effort to this whole pandemic and this whole approach. And in this article, um, it talks about how Rick Warren says he first met Collins when they were both speakers for the billionaires and heads of state who gather annually in Davos, Switzerland for the World Economic Forum. Okay, if you aren't familiar with the World Economic Forum, it is the Great Reset. They have an entire webpage, if you go to worldeconomicforum.com, about the Great Reset, that COVID gives the world a chance to reset the global economy, the way we move forward into a much more sustainable universe. Okay, they met they in Davos. Okay, that's where this whole thing came together of we have to convince the people this is our message. And if you look, it's around the world. And it is a very coordinated, calculated right. effort. And a and, lot and of our seeing pastors these things fed right into it. Really make people's eyes open to there's really a plan. There is a yes. plan. Let's get the right people. Because I, I don't remember ever with all the things I've seen about the Great Reset or the World Economic Forum, I don't remember the page that says, hey, let's make a, when we're doing all this, let's make 100% sure that we make sure the gospel of Jesus Christ is part of this. So let's call Rick. <laughs> I, I, I miss yeah. that. Yeah. So he wasn't there for that. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. And they didn't invite him there because they wanted to hear it. So he was there for a reason, too. Mm-hmm. Makes me physically sick. Oh, my about it. goodness gracious. So we're going to have that next? That's what we're going to talk show? about next week. Great Reset yes. will be part of the next show. Any last words from y'all? Well, thank you to you for watching our program. Like I said earlier in the, in the show, you can uh, check us out on all the different places you find your podcast. Please give us a good rating. And uh, we'll be back next week. We can't wait to, wait to see you. Mm-hmm.